You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Hello. Good, good morning. morning. It's a little draggy this morning. Obviously, my voice is like, it's <clears throat> like a 14-year-old. My voice is all over the place. It's um surprise, surprise, it's raining. It seems like every time we do the podcast, it's raining. And yeah, I, yeah. I say that, I started saying it a while back because, you know, it was dreary and it was raining and kind of to explain the mood. But then it, I realized like every time I'm like, it's raining here. But it only rains apparently once a week and that's when we're doing podcasts. That's what Simon said. So, Didn't it rain last week when we yeah. were recording? Yeah, I mean, it rains often when we do podcast it used to be on mondays now yeah the rain got the memo that we record on tuesdays <laughs> now day. so yeah so everybody good quarantined up and yeah yep yesterday was your day out yesterday how was that good your yes. day out my day out <laughs> oh, my walking day yeah Event. yeah <laughs> you, just, you walked out you, you said you stayed local yeah i stayed local but i went uh pretty far i went like uh you know the split in the road yeah 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 so i walked down to there oh yeah Did i mean all the shops sell like exactly the same thing yeah. but i was like oh, i don't really want those bananas i'll yeah. keep going oh, i don't really want those bread, yeah. so keep going yeah just so find an excuse yeah, to be just, out yeah. yeah just kept going and kept going was there a lot of people walking or everybody's on motorcycle no, everyone's on their bikes yeah imagine. i was like the only one walking yeah the only one obeying the law yeah. there's a lesson in that isn't it yeah fun but times go ahead it's so different Simon like list his grocery his shopping list and it's like four things it's so yeah. different from us like the, on Friday Saturday when I went out I literally had to come home three different times like, yeah I gotta go home because I can't carry anything else gotta go back I, out I'm, I know his list I know his list but it's Oreo cookies vanilla Oreo cookies Bananas. Uh, bananas, yogurt, bread. and bread. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. <laughs> two, be- two bees worth of bread. Yeah. Two bees worth of banana. Yep. A bag of yogurt and 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 a pack uh, like a pack life. of the what is it? Six pack of Oreo cookies. Yeah, like, that'd uh, do me. Yeah, <laughs> I do them for like a year and a half. <laughs> like just <laughs> he's Hard, do- it's like a huge bag of rice, a huge uh, bunch of potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> his food budget is like ten dollars a month. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy so yeah so today um it's a different day we're in a different space huh does it feel weird to be in here no no oh okay <laughs> i mean not weird to be in here but weird to re- be recording in here uh yeah i guess so but it's comfortable we we are recording in our, in our church um again all this stuff is in the same building so i don't want to make it like we're in quarantine and we're all over the place. Like, it's all across the street. Like, so, But our church is in the same building as our office, which are both in the clinic, which is also where Simon's apartment is in the same building. So we're all, we're, you know, we're in here. So we decided to record in the church today because we're recording some videos for uh, for our church's YouTube page and Instagram, Facebook, and for our media stuff in church. Um, obviously, in the, with the things that have happened, we've had to make a transition. Into just the way we do these things and kind of uh, on some exploratory, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, like just exploring different ways to try to try to still reach people and stay in touch with the people at our church. So we just said we'll record over here in the church. So we're here today, which brings us to our topic is this is something that um, there's something that we're all learning how to do. Like podcasting is very new for us, not and not just the talking part, the talking part, yes, but also like the microphones and the 
just trying to make sure it sounds decent and you know just uh the recording software and like there's so many little details and stuff to it um taking pictures i just posted a picture of you guys on instagram i don't know if you knew that but anyways on red roots's page um but then there's like just different things that you have to do to communicate again in times like this and even before this stuff happened like just the world was kind of going in this direction anyway the digital digital direction and so um taking pictures and videos so we're doing after this, we're doing videos for the church and stuff like that and just trying to make sure they look good. And, I mean, they're not going to look professional, but look as good as we can possibly do. Like, just try to do an excellence and learn as we go and stuff like that. Um, which brings us to our what we want to talk about today is just, uh, I don't know what the, what a title would be for, but, like, um, diversity and missions. There seems to be, and it, does not, it doesn't seem to be, there is this idea that a lot of people have, not everybody probably, but a lot of people have about missions that, um, and I, this is my theory, I think a lot of people, a lot more people would be involved in missions if they understood that what they do and what they have to offer is extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm. I agree. And I don't know what it is that they have, but I can guarantee you that it's extremely helpful. If you are an accountant and like you're good with numbers, and that could be extremely helpful. If you are a person who does budgets and stuff, like we just have this, perspective or this idea that missions is about preaching and it it is about it's about preaching but there's such there's there's something there's a bunch of stuff around that right and you can work as a team with people man like yeah I think that's important that that's probably one of the main issues why everything always looks so well all you do on missions is go and preach and you know go evangelize because everyone wants to go out and work by themselves but like if you work as a team, this person's doing the preaching. This person can be the videographer and help get get the message out yeah. digitally or f- even further the message. And this person can be the photographer. And this person, mm-hmm. like you said, can be the accountant. Yeah. And everyone working together we can can function, you know, very effectively yeah. and efficiently. Instead of like we had to learn to do, be the videographer, be the photographer, be the graphic designer, be the great communicator, be the yeah. great storyteller. Like it gets it gets overwhelming because you never realize you have to learn all of these new skills uh, to be a missionary. And it, and like and that's where you, that's where you got into graphic design is out of necessity. Right. I mean that's how it started, and then you discover like oh you have a, you're passionate about this thing, which you know is great for uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Well, but like, I, I got into graphic design actually because your um, I believe it's your cousin, Granny's. Wait, oh, I forgot his name. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, he he asked me oh, if okay, I knew yeah, someone who knew how to him. make a logo, and he was going to pay him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know how to make a logo. And I think I spent, like, the next three days trying to figure out. Money how. hungry. <laughs> it was like clip art. Yeah. <laughs> like sold them clip art. <laughs> and I'm thankful for that opportunity because it, it, I, I obviously, through that process, I got a passion for doing it. And so I wouldn't have, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't have been doing it if it wasn't for that time because we use it all the time so yeah. eventually i think i would have would have got to gotten to it but that was actually the first time that i s- opened up a program and realized and tried to figure it all out and that program was microsoft paint probably the program i had no clue i didn't quotes. even know what photoshop was so it probably was paint we used the word program loosely there <laughs> um, but yeah no it's like you know i think you know, I think when people have this idea of missions, they mean it means that they have to get up in front of people and basically pastor. And I, I think missions should be connected to church planning. And just, I, I mean, that definitely. Yeah. 
and obviously the proclamation of the gospel is the is the goal of missions. Is you know G- Jesus being glorified in his people and his creation is is the goal of missions. Obviously, but the ways that we all contribute to that can be very can look very differently. And I th- I think for years missions kind of you know in some spaces at least was or has been like. It's, oh, you got to preach. You're a missionary. You got to preach, or you got to kind of be like yeah. this obscure supporting role, which it's just you know it just turns into this weird thing. And and but that's just not it's not true. It's not at least for the way we do missions. I can't speak for everybody. Mm. It's not true. And um, I think you know if you're a videographer, man, you could come here and kill. I mean, we need we need to help just alone us. But you could do so much. Like you could do so much stuff in the community. Mm-hmm. You can, and then. I mean, even just helping people do small video projects and not just cutesy projects. Oh, look, kids, uh, you're dancing. Ha <laughs> ha, I made you in slow motion. Not just that, but like, I mean, there's so many people trying to launch their, launch their businesses and stuff. And again, everything, even here, everything is going to online and Facebook and stuff and just being able to do ads and just different stuff for the church and different churches and different people in the churches, businesses, and just trying to really help them like move along and and. Uh, I guess move into the digital age and yeah. and and be a teacher like equip mm-hmm. other people exactly. on how to do this exactly. for themselves and you get because now that is a um what is it, a trade before a trade was like you know I guess mechanic electrician carpentry you know you had those the, the things that there's still trades plumber uh, plumber heating and cooling or whatever HVAC or what I don't know what you guys call it but like that type of stuff which is still are still trades but now photography is a trade. Uh, graphic design is a trade. Videography, those are those are trades, and they're they're important trades. Everything is video now. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. If if you don't have some type of video or or you know or or at least decent photos, it's like ah, at least in in our world, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that, but that's where everything's going. And so the better your the better quality your stuff looks, now all you have to worry about is the quality of your product. And so it's like, but just getting out there and looking professional makes a big difference, especially here. And so if you did those, just those things or whatever, man, you could have a huge impact and not just on a practical sense of your, oh, just helping people make their businesses look better. But you get to spend a lot of time and build relationships with those mm-hmm. people as well. Mm-hmm. And those, those are places where you could share the gospel. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to get up every Sunday and preach and whatever. It does, it's not whatever. If you're an artist, I mean, there's so much art you can do. There's so many ugly walls around like that have just not been painted because people don't have the money or, you know, and it's. Or things that are graffitied up, and it's it's like a they've done studies about like nicely painted walls, not just blank, paint, but like you paint murals and stuff. People are way less likely. It's like it's, it's crazy the percentage they're less likely to spray paint over it than they are like a blank wall. You know, people put you know Billy loves Kimmy and yeah. put all that stuff on the wall, but it's it's way less likely if you have some type of mural and stuff. So you could do that, and like you said again, it goes back to teaching people computer stuff, man. If you did just any type of computer work. It, 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 there's so many things you could do. If you're a carpenter, you could come here and you could just kick butt. Yeah. You could, if you're a barber, if you're a barber, you could come here and give haircuts for 75 cents and just do your shopping. And you get the same people all the time. You develop relationships. And if you do like a good job, I'm not talking about like, oh yeah, I'm a barber. Like, cause we, and that's the other thing, I guess, is we have people who are, um, my cousin is calling me. We have people who are mission field, um, like, on the oh, I, like so, I'm trying to think of an example. Are you a carpenter? No, but on, on the mission field, like so, the like just giving less to missions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, like, like we, I think we mentioned this before, but um, going to like doing teeth brushing clinics, which is nothing wrong with that, but we're never gonna do that. Not because it's dumb, because we live with 
are we, are we like Rudy's a dentist, his father's a dentist, his mother's a dentist, and Jesus is a dentist who lives next door. Not that Jesus, but the, I hate anyway. They're, they're all so we have four dentists. So why am why is me the missionary who's never studied studied dentistry dentistry going to go and give a clinic on brushing my teeth or a host a, a, a short term trip and ask yeah. Susan who sews yeah, on that, a that, normal basis you yeah. know to come and and teach a dental clinic and pass out little goodie mm-hmm. bags with dentist supp- dental right. supplies yeah a novel idea is to have Susan who sews so <laughs> like you know and and so. But just getting putting people in the right place and, and having them do things that they're actually good at and not, oh, yeah, on the mission field, I do this. And it, well, like, I don't know why we do that, but like just putting people in the right place instead of mm-hmm. like just giving these people, I'll just kind of throw in a bone to the people so we mm-hmm. can feel good about ourselves. Yeah, I was teaching them with dental hygiene. Oh, what do you, you study dental hygiene? No, but I've been brushing my teeth for 36 years. <laughs> well, you know, it, like, it doesn't really work like that or whatever. And so it can yeah. come across as insulting. Like, why are you? You're not a professional in this field, and I don't know. I think. I mean, but in your own country, are you going to go put a lab coat on and start taking out cavities? Absolutely not. Okay, and like, are you going to be insulted if somebody's if you're like, hey, I'll take your cavity or I'll fix your cavity, not taking out cavities? That's actually the goal. But it, like, you're I'll fix your cavity, and you're like, wait, are you a dentist? No, no, I'm not. It's not offensive. That's you know, they can't get offended by that. I mean, if they do, it's their fault if somebody gets offended by that, but. Do you remember um, uh, one of our the first churches we attended when we were here in Bolivia? Um, we decided to do uh, a donation collection from the member from people in the church um, with clothes and blankets and stuff because we we did homeless ministry and so um, we went to give things out and a lady brought um, stuff that really, in my opinion, was just trash and. And so it creates more work for us because then we have to sort through this, mm. these shirts with huge holes in them, huge stains on them, things that nobody wants to wear, but it's because, oh, because it's for those poor people, they need to be grateful. So they just, they'll just take whatever. And it broke my heart. It's just like, where is the dignity and the love in that? Is that, oh, instead of throwing this away, let me give it to somebody who I'm sure they'll use it because they don't have anything else. It's kind of like, in my opinion, doing that is kind of like, like with that lady, that lady's perspective on giving, you know. Yeah, and like it, it, giving, or yeah, that, you're you're right. It's just in a different form. It doesn't look as bad, but it is kind of a similar thing, you know, with a similar attitude, I guess. It's like, well, they should be grateful, or somewhat maybe like these people are ignorant and they don't know anything. I don't know, whatever. It's but it's not. It's it's not okay, you know. Like mm-hmm. we can't do missions like that, and so. But yeah, like, so I think just getting the idea out and getting people to understand that whatever you have to offer, you're a plumber. I'm just a plumber. No, you're not just a plumber. Like, man, you could do a little, I mean, I can. You can come to our house right now. We have a couple yeah, jobs no, I, I, can, I mean, I could give you a little, a little six months worth of work as mm-hmm. a plumber right now because we need the cunetas out there. Like, we don't have, like, the drains on our, on our streets and stuff. We don't, we don't have them. And so um, that's, a, that's a project. That's like a six-month project mm-hmm. you can do. Like, you know, and it was a huge service to the community. So, like, just in a little bit of everything that you do, you like, you can you can serve. And I just wish more people would understand that, you know. Yeah. I think maybe the, the conflict there is that as a missionary, you have to report to your supporters. So you have to give these numbers, right? Like, how many people did you minister to today? How many people got saved? How many people were baptized? Whatever. Um, and so when you can't produce those results, you don't feel like a successful missionary. So you even question it. Is this missions? Because Absolutely I can't do is. that. It 
absolutely is missions. And I mean, again, this let's say fifty missionaries move here and we all go to the same church. Well, are we all? I mean, what are we going to baptize the same person each one of us just so that we can say that our ministry did it? Like, no, you know. I, I mean, I get why people put the numbers, but I think some, how that sometimes that can kind of detract from. You know what I mean? That like, we talked about this on another podcast, like episode thirty-one or something like that. Go back and listen to that. <laughs> but yeah. So then, um, how do you feel, or, or what do you say about that uh, that quote that says, um, "Preach the gospel, and by any means, I mean by by any means necessary." No, use, wait. Use pre- words when necessary. Yes, preach the gospel, and when necessary, use words or something. Like I think. That. Um, Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you because because you know no, I just feel like we should probably talk about that or clarify because we're not saying you can be a missionary and never talk about Jesus, but be a plumber. And that's called missions because that's just not called missions. That's called being a plumber. Well, we would hope that by just being a plumber, even if you're in West Virginia or in Sussex or, you know, or in Kenya, that you still talk about Jesus because that's who you are. You're part, that's part of your daily life. So if you're a believer, Talking about Jesus should just be part of what, what you do. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a task that you have on your on your list to accomplish. That should be it should seep from your pores. That's that's a part of that's who that's who we are. It's our identity our identity. And so what I'm saying is what you're what I'm what I'm um assuming that you already do where you are, you could do that here and uh, you know, in a in a place where there needs to be a gospel presence and stuff like mm-hmm. that and needs to be a part of a church. So yeah, it is under the assumption that assume I guess maybe it's a false assumption that people already share the gospel. That already, and I'm not talking about knocking on doors and like, do you know the Christ and Savior? You know, not necessarily that, but like, definitely to the people around you, do you know, do they, are you show, showing hope to them? And I'm not talking about just a hope they feel hopeful, but eternal, eternal hope that we have in Jesus, you yeah. know? Do you share the gospel and do you? Yeah, I would think that is a false assumption because there, there are rules, there are laws in place that as a teacher, you can't go to school and, and share the gospel. Um, you can't. As a carpenter going no, to someone's house. And no, just, well, no, no, no. Yeah. And that's not what I'm saying is like get in and like, like a plumber, you're in their house. Like, hey, I'm going to fix this. But first, do you know, Jesus, that's not what that's not like. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get it off of like a task or, you know, like I got to check this off my list today. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, in those jobs, in those professions, like a teacher. Yeah. You can't get up and be like, hey, I don't care what they say. We're going to talk about Jesus today. Yeah. And you can't like, but you build relate through your teaching and through teaching well, you build relationships. Mm-hmm. Anything that you do well builds relationships. Mm-hmm. Anything. It builds relationships and it creates influence. But what do you do with that influence in those relationships? Do you pursue money with those relationships and that influence? Mm-hmm. Do you pursue power or fame or what you know, whatever the case is, or or self sufficiency or feeling good about self dependency, or do you pursue a bridge that can you can share the gospel over? Yeah. Because now people are listening to you. If you are a barber, it's not illegal in a bar in your barber shop to share, but you can sit down and somebody says, "Hey, what's your name, Simon? All right, sit down, Simon. Do you know Jesus is your person? You can do that, or you can cut Simon's hair, get to know Simon. Where are you from, Simon? I'm from Sussex. Oh, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. It's blah blah blah. You know, whatever. You can kind of get to know, and then you, I do a great job. Simon's going to, what, what's he going to do? He's going to go to somebody else next time? No, he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to come back. And we form a relationship with Simon. Simon at some point understands that I'm trustworthy. Because, I mean, and honestly, it's really a false assumption. And it's an illusion, but he only he assumes I'm trustworthy because I do such a good job. Mm-hmm. I do this one thing good. And if you do that one thing that you do good, something happens in our brains that we see that person is trustworthy. Yeah. And so then you start opening up to that person. And that is a bridge for the gospel. And I'm not saying don't do it any other way, but I'm saying as a person who has a skill and doesn't have necessarily what 
we would consider or what what is cons- widely considered a platform for preaching the gospel they do have a platform for preaching the gospel yeah. mm-hmm. and it is whatever you do is a platform for preaching the gospel mm-hmm. oh but i'm a stay-at-home mom preach the gospel to your kids that's different you can you can beat the gospel into your kids <laughs> i'm just kidding you can't do that you shouldn't do that um but you know you can you can you share the gospel with your kids you still have neighbors you share the gospel with your neighbors mm-hmm. just your the way that you act and the rapport that you build with those people me- means that you're trustworthy you know the, the, our whole our whole our whole faith is based on a trustworthy Jesus. It's not based on yeah, well Jesus was just a man because it's not true. First of all, but also like oh he messed up just like the rest of us. Well, it's it's all for not then. It's all for not. It's based on that Jesus is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. What he has always said has always come to pass. Everything that he says from Genesis all the way up through through I mean Revelation hasn't come to pass yet, but like you know, I guess through the letters or whatever, all the stuff that's talked, it's all come to pass. All the, all the most of the prophecies and stuff, it's all come. So we know he's trustworthy. Everything that he said he's going to do, he's, he's done. Mm. All the promises he's made to Abraham, you know, all this other stuff he's done, he's come through. He's trustworthy. So based on that trustworthiness, based on his track record, now we, uh, we believe his gospel. We believe what, you know, what he teaches. We follow his teachings. We don't just believe it. We follow his teachings and commit to it. And even putting down our own success here on, on earth or whatever you want to call it in the present, we, we, don't throw it away, but we we um, we don't chase that with based all based on the belief of his trustworthiness of who he is and what he so based off of who he is we believe what he said he's going to do because mm-hmm. he's trustworthy. So now if we are to be representatives representatives of him, a big part of what we're sharing and people taking you know taking hold to the gospel and accepting it is based on our trustworthiness. So are you trustworthy? And I, again, if you do a crappy job, if you do floors, and I come in here and I ask you to do. I just need white towel on the floor. That's all I need. White, like just put put down towel. I need it to be white. I come in the towel. It's purple. It's crooked, and there's cement all caked up between. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm already down on you. Yeah, you write them off. And it, yeah, and it, and it the, the connection maybe should or shouldn't be made between those, but it is. That's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like ah, y'all don't listen to nothing this guy says. He can't even do his own job right. So why would I trust him to talk about a God that he can't see? You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it kind of goes like that. And again, I'm not saying just because you do a good floor, everybody's going to accept the gospel. That, but it, what you do in the way that you live and the way that you walk out, whatever you, whatever it is that you do in life, it gives validity to your message and it opens the door for your message, whatever your message mm-hmm. is. And so for us, we work in excellence and we do that. And obviously, again, assuming that the believer talks about Jesus on a regular basis mm-hmm. and assuming that the believer studies and grows in his faith and not just talks about Jesus. Right. Sorry, what are you going to say? Well, I'm no, just saying like. Um, don't forget that just because if someone comes here and, and their trade is a plumber, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they, they can't get plugged into the local church. Absolutely. That, that they have to of. be. Um, so, you know, you think about our church. If a guy came and, he, you know, he was a plumber, Monday to Friday he did plumbing, absolutely great, amazing. I mean, Saturdays and Sundays he's like, oh, yeah, I really want to invest in your church and help out where I can. So now he's, he's volunteering with Hovenairs or he's, he's helping us with events or he's leading a small group on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. That would be massive for our church. Yep, like we don't need someone coming, oh yeah, well I can, I can pastor your church or I can lead your church because yeah. you know, at the moment we're all right in that area. You yeah. know, we have Miguel, we have mm-hmm. Ramon, uh, we've got Rudy doing the youth, mm-hmm. I'm doing the children's. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're fine in those areas. Yeah. But you know, we need extra pair of hands. We need someone coming yeah. along and say, hey, I really want to invest in your church. I really want to give where I can yeah. give. I really want to help where I can help. Yeah. So he can go out and he can do his plumbing Monday to Friday and he Absolutely. can build his relationships uh-huh. and he can do all that. Right. And then on a Wednesday night, he's leading a small group. Absolutely. On a Friday night, he's doing a, a community event yeah. and he's helping with the film night. Mm. Um, and so it's like the, just those little things there are just so vital to, yeah. to places like our church now. Like mm-hmm. that is 100% what we need. Yeah. 
And I, I think people limit, yeah, you're right. Cause I think it does go back to them limiting their effectiveness to whatever they can do through the like quote unquote ministry. We make ministry just whatever we do at church. And I, I guess I'm very positive because I'm assuming, first I'm assuming that people talk about Jesus and I think I'm wrong on that actually. So I understood what you were asking Melinda a minute ago. But then I think I'm also assuming that people have that understanding that <laughs> you need to be a part of a local church. But now that I'm thinking about it, that's not an assumption. I mean, no, that's not that's not what most people accurate. do. Most actually, we know a lot of missionaries who don't are not plugged into one local church because they're asked to preach, and so they are traveling missionaries. You know, um, but but it's so important to for you personally and for your and yeah. for your church that you are plugged in, that you're uh, building community with those same people, you know, on a daily, weekly basis or whatever. Yeah, because then there's two sides of it. There's two extremes of it, not two sides. It's one is like what you're saying is like understanding that even if you just can't find the way through your plumbing, well, like, man, be plug into your church, mm-hmm. to your local church and help out there. And you have the kind of a bigger vision. And you, you know, you kind of understand from a missions perspective, you know why you're here. So you're going to mm-hmm. be a little more effective. Than Billy from the corner, you know, who is who helps out or you know, on paper at least, you know. But then on the other end of it is like, um, just like, uh, like you're not just understanding that if you're here, it's not because oh, this is the thing: is people will come down and they'll say, "Well, what do you do?" Well, I just lead a small group on Wednesdays. And first of all, I'm not you can get into the that's enough or that's not enough. That depends that's between you and Jesus. But people feel like that's insufficient. But that's where it comes in, like, oh, yeah, I lead a small group on Wednesdays, but then I do plumbing, you know, throughout the week and whatever. And so those two things come together just like they do in real life wherever you live, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the context, the cultural context is different, but the practice shouldn't really change. The way that you live on missions and on it shouldn't that shouldn't change. And that doesn't mean you should keep the same habits, but if your habits have gotten better in missions, you're kind of putting on a show, right? And if you go home and we and we stop some of these habits, the way we talk about Jesus and the way that we live Jesus and whatever, that means we're, we're just putting on the show. It really should be fluid with the, what you do, you know, in, in West Virginia or, you know, Ohio or whatever, wherever else, Australia, whatever. What you do there should be fluid with what you do on the mission field. Like you, your attitude shouldn't be like, all right, now I really got to focus on Jesus. Well, what have you been doing mm-hmm. before then? You know, how have you not been? And again, you can change what you do. And obviously your time and stuff changes in your focus but like at the end of the day your attitude shouldn't change and oh, i talk about the gospel now because i'm a missionary wait well that's not necessarily every you know a believer is supposed to talk about the gospel yeah. like, and period. i think that's probably why if if you speak to a group of christians the majority of them would say i wish i could do missions and i think that's probably the reason why they feel like they can't do missions is because their life would be completely different and mm-hmm. Which it would, right? But in a sense, you know. But, but if you like what you were saying, like, why does it, why does it change? Like, you have to change your habits completely to become a missionary, or are you just living in a different space in a different country, serving a different group of people with the same habits that you had? Yeah. Since becoming a Christian, you know, obviously we we evolve as believers, you know, we're continuously growing and God is transforming us. And so we're not always going to be the same. We should be growing. Right. But, but if today I decide 
in a year, I'm going to be a missionary. And then you write out this huge list of things you have to start doing. I have to start reading my Bible if I'm going to be a missionary. Yeah. You're not ready. <laughs> You're not ready. Yeah. And it's not because you don't know the Bible. It's because if that's what made you read your Bible, hmm. then we need, you know, we need to grow a little more. So. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough. It's not tough, really. We make it tougher than what it is, you know? Yeah. We make it a much tougher thing than what it is. But I just think, I don't think everybody should be a missionary because we need people to stay, right. you know, be everywhere, going to all the world, not into every mm-hmm. world, but where you are, like definitely where you are too. But I think there are some, a lot of people who have made, maybe felt called or passionate about missions and they're not doing it. But, and a lot of them maybe not see where they fit in. Or like, man, well, I need to go to seminary first. And maybe you do. Maybe you do. But maybe you need to team up with some missionaries and maybe you need to be the videographer. Oh, I don't do video. Okay, well, maybe you don't need to do the video. But I mean, for the person who does video, Mm -hmm. well, I just cut hair. You don't just cut hair. That's a great. Maybe you should go and do some like low cost barbershop stuff Mm -hmm. just to pay for your supply. You know, whatever it is you need to do. Or like, like, for instance, Simon has served in children's ministry for a long time. I guess since you were old enough to start volunteering at church and... Um, I don't know if he knew, maybe you did know that you were going to be such an important part of our church in the, in the children's ministry, like your gifts and talents and your, um, history of working with children. It's just blessed our community. It's just like, and, and, and most people will be like, oh, I just work in the children's ministry. I, I volunteer. I disinfect the toys or whatever. It's so important on the mission field as well. Yeah, know? it is. It is big time. So do you think it's, it's not only like a, a personal mentality or thinking, uh, because I'm just this, I can't, because I'm, I'm not a preacher, I can't be a missionary or, or whatever. Do you think it's also like a church, church thing, like being stuck in the times? Because I, I think back to when my grandparents were missionaries, like you're only being a missionary if you're a preacher or if you're doing some sort of mm, exactly. um, preaching work or you're going around and like, or, or whatever. And, you know the idea of a videographer or a, or a plumber missionary back in in those time, kind of times just wouldn't have existed and as our world has developed do you feel like the church is just stuck in the same mindset as yeah. it was because like i try and think now you know some of the churches that i know or that i've been to if i was to go to them as like a 21 22 year mm-hmm. old or however old and say oh yeah i really want to be a, a video editor but i want to mm-hmm. do it in the mission fields will your church support me financially in that like I'm getting Negative. a solid no mm-hmm. from yeah. a lot of churches that I know. Mm-hmm. I agree. A lot of churches I know I feel would would probably want to know, hear you connect that to. Mm. Well, you know, I think, I mean, again, maybe I'm being positive for whatever reason today. I'm usually the negative one, and you guys are just slashing me down. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I... I'm, I'm saying that's an area where the church needs to grow. Oh, I, no, a thousand percent. And look I at mean, it and say, well, okay, look, the world's changing. Yeah. Mission fields are changing. Absolutely. And because I think, you know, from, from me growing up, that was what, and no one said this, right? But the, the feeling was, is you have pastors who are up here, and I'm, I mean, my theoretical, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. Like, and then you have regular people who are kind of like down here. Not down low, but just not not in ministry. And like, you know, I remember like people making comments and stuff. Well, maybe a guy will call you to the full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and I, I get it. There's nothing wrong. I, I totally get what they're saying, but we have to be careful with that type of language because that's a poor theology of work is we're making it like uh, if you're in a full-time ministry, first of all, what does that even mean? But anyways, if you preach all the time and that's what you do full-time, then you're more important to the kingdom mm-hmm. than the plumber. And that's, that's not true at all. It's not true at all. 
We all do whatever it is that we're called to do or what we're good at to the glory of God. We use our talents and our gifts to the glory of God. And I think, I, I don't think, I know the church is way behind, way behind as far as just, it's not about being in touch or keeping up with the world, but it's understanding the language that the world is speaking so that when you speak the gospel, see, like, I'm not saying it's changed. So I'm not going to be a heretic. But when you see, <laughs> when you see an Acts, you see on the day of Pentecost, they're preaching the gospel and everybody's hearing it in their own language. So, that, you know, that, that's tongues in a different way. That's a different conversation, a different day. Anyways, but they're speaking in tongues, but it's not, it's not like heavenly language. It is an audible, understandable language. Everybody's hearing the gospel in their own language. I feel like the church in a digital age needs to develop some type of similar gift to where we can speak and reach people in their own language. So now the language that the world speaks is video and audio and production. It is what it is. So are we going to say, I'm not learning that new language. I'm not doing that. Or are we going to, we going to learn it and figure it out? It's not detrimental to the gospel. It's not contrary to what we believe, you know, as, as far as Jesus Christ being our savior and whatever. Learning how to do video is not contrary to that. It doesn't, um, not contrary. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, contradict. contradict that. It does, it's not a sin to learn video. It's not a sin to make video, gospel-centered videos and, and, you know, different stuff like that. And so, but we have to accept that. That's where the world is. And well, when, well, I remember when I was a kid, my dad, well, how old are you? I'm 73. Well, how, how old's your dad? Well, he would have been 150 right now. Well, that was 150 years ago. So it doesn't, I'm not saying your dad is irrelevant, but I am saying his practices are irrelevant because that was 150 years ago. Your dad also probably would have beat me and made me sleep in the back house. So are we going to do that too? Like, so you can't, we can't just take everything. Well, it used to be like this. Right. The world changes. Well, because the message doesn't ever change. No, it doesn't change. It's just the, no, the gospel transcends time and space. Absolutely. It's just the, the vehicle, the means. A- absolutely. It, it like, evolves. Do you, do you buy a new car? Yeah, that thing was breaking down. Okay. But do you go to the same place? Are you taking the same route? Are, the, are you the same driver? Yeah. Okay, so if you buy new cars, then you understand that there can be different ways to share the gospel. Some things can be outdated, and it doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means that they're not effective. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, we, we met a person one time, and they did puppets and stuff, which was great, I'm sure, at one time. But, you know, she had been a missionary for like 30 years. It was great at one point. Now that's not. Nobody wants to see puppets, dude. And, again, it's not, I'm not making fun of it. It's not because it's bad. It's just different. These kids have, you know, access to all these little video games. They're playing Free Fighter and uh, PUBG and all this stuff on their phones. And now you come up with a puppet show? Like, come on, bro. Like, again, but that, it's tough because you've been doing this for 20 years. And now after you become an expert at doing this thing, now you have to reinvent. And that's intimidating. And then you see young people come along and they show up. They're six months in. They got the camera and they produce, you know, all this stuff. And you feel like, dang, like, oh, and so, you, so you have an option. You can either say, OK, I need you to teach me how to do some of this stuff, which is humbling yourself. Or you can become arrogant and like kind of putting them off. And that's typically what the church does. Instead mm-hmm. of accepting, then we have a sector of the church that overcompensates, right, for being like cool and hip, and really kind of makes it. It's just all about people getting into the building, and so we make the gospel essentially all about coolness and hipness or whatever. And then it's like, and then you know, then you have the other side, like, yeah, I told you that. Well, it's not. It's not either or. It's like, okay, how can we? If they're preaching the gospel, you can have all the smoke in your church you want to. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If you're preaching Jesus. Like, that's what's really important. But don't think that you can skip around Jesus and have smoke. You know what I mean? So there's two extremes of it, of one. But you also have to understand this is where we're not talking about entertainment. We're talking about just right. reaching people where they are. Right. And so, like you know, the radio was 
back in the yeah. day, like the newspaper was, you know, people were putting out ads for, for people to come to church or yeah. there's a revival or there's this, you know, it, yeah. it's not that they were being rebellious and going counter culture, Christian culture yeah. at the time. They were just using the resources they had to further expand the message of Christ. Yeah. So. A lot of churches here or not a lot of churches. There are churches, they, they sponsor a radio program. It's a Christian radio program. Good idea in 1987, but now I don't know one individual who listens to the radio. I don't. Not well, they he- listen. They, not they, here. I do it on the radio, and at the same time, they're Facebook living it, and so most people watch it on Facebook. No, 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 that's not true. Most people from their church watch it on Facebook Live. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so why are you doing it? Yeah, I'll just see you on Sunday. We can have that conversation. For me, the reason that we do this digital stuff and we do videos is to reach people. Reach people that aren't already coming. If we want to do these videos and stuff, and now it's different again because everybody's quarantined, so you're kind of sending stuff to their house. But I'm not talking about just in this time. I'm talking about in general. The reason we do videos and stuff is because we want to expand our reach. We want to just at least, at least, at the very least, make people out that aren't here think. The people here, you know, of course, they should support it and they should be a part of it even, you know. But to challenge the people that are non-believers around us or people that don't have, haven't met Jesus or don't know the gospel or maybe do, do are familiar, are Christians, are believers, but they're going through a rough time or whatever. You know, that's our, what we want to do. We want to reach those people. I wanted to just give an example because I never, I didn't know this until yesterday when we were chatting at lunch that um, the whole reason why the connection, uh, why, we, why we all got to go to um, Reyes and take the school mm-hmm. program out there was because of a YouTube video that Rudy records for Red Roots and it, it's specifically geared towards young people, yeah. you know. And so someone shared that, the right person shared it on Facebook and got connected with civic leaders in a different city and and that all worked out, you know, and and then you three got to go and and share this message with five hundred students, you know. That wouldn't have happened um if it weren't for social media, online, but the videos, you know, all of that. Yeah. And so like that's, you know, for those of you that don't know, we have a developing media branch of Red Roots. And so that's what it's called Materia Prima, which is raw material. It's what it's called. It sounds like a comedy act when they say it in English. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, we're just encouraging things or whatever. And it's basically to open the doors and for us to get into schools and stuff. But then open those doors. But again, we have a, a long term goal and a long term goal is to be able to make gospel connections and like make long to build. We, we always say build long term relationships that produce eternal results. And so, but yeah, but through those videos and somebody sharing it, yeah, it opened the door for us to go do all these trips and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just because, because they live, I don't know, 12 hours, I don't know how far away Reyes is, but I mean, we flew there, you know, it took us an hour, an hour, right? Just over an hour, yeah. It took us around an hour to fly there. And so it's, it's far away. And, but because we make these videos and stuff, you know, like God, God opened the door in another place that we aren't so that we can be able to reach there and expanded our reach, expanded our mm-hmm. circle of influence. And so, and so now we have people's ear. And so now those people follow us on Facebook and stuff like that, and they see the videos we put up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They uh, like you're gonna get this gospel one way, one way or the other, mm-hmm. but they you know they see it, and so it's like you know it, it's just expanding. It, 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 I guess it is intimidating. If I was born in 1950, that would make me 70 this year. I would be turning 70 this year. Which there's some 70 year olds that they 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 present as old. There's others that it's not really old. You know what I mean? Like it's not. You, you have a lot of years, but it's not like you have, you you can still be a you know really. It's not like you're just sitting on the couch all day watching TV. Like seventy years old, you can be really active. But it's hard for me to be seventy and then reach kids of this generation, just understanding where they are, because it's so, so much has changed or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And so just like, again, not being in touch and not pursuing these things, but like just understanding these are tools to be used. It's like if I used to build a house with a hammer and nails, why would I do that in 2020? I can buy a, you know, a nail gun and all this other stuff. There's new, there's new tools and there's new ways to reach more people. And I think the church needs to do that because the world is using that. And unfortunately, we're not doing it because the world is using it, but because the world is being more effective and they're reaching more people than we are. And here we are saying, oh, I'm not using that Facebook. I don't use that. All right, well, good luck. You know, that's where it is. And so I think we have to, as the church, and going back to what you're saying, is I do think the church needs to catch up in a sense and not catch up and being cool. That's not what I mean at all. Mm-hmm. But catch up in, in valuing, value, valuing and using the tools that are available to us to reach people. Because again, if, you, if I'm a contractor and I have hammer and nails, nobody's going nobody's gonna to pay me to build on my house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, this guy. And I show up on a horse with hammer and nails and stuff. This is the way I've always done it. My <laughs> grandpa did. You know what I mean? Like it, it sounds stupid when you put it like that. But that's exactly what we're doing. And then everybody else shows up with power tools and whatever. Like, of course, they're going you know, to pay them to do it and not me. And so we, if we want people to take us serious, then we have to at least speak the same language. It's the same thing if I come here and I go out and I speak English to everybody. No one's going to take me serious because they don't even understand me. So they don't even give me the time of day. I'm not speaking their language. But if I want people to take me serious, I have to at least attempt to speak to them in their language. You know? And I think that's kind of where we are now. Is I think this, um, this virus has forced a lot of churches even to abandon that, that thinking. Because they have to go live mm-hmm. or they have to put Absolutely. out content or mm-hmm. reach their church. For the very least, people at their church want to hear something from yeah. their pastor. And so they... I know churches that are for the first time ever Googling the right cameras to use. Absolutely. For, and it, I think it's awesome. Yeah, it is great. And I'm, I am so proud to be part of the church body because I just see everyone working so hard. Um, and, and even I'm part of a group of creatives on Facebook and how many hours they put into the editing, to mm-hmm. the lighting, to the, you know, so many details, to yeah. the backdrops, which, which, you know, you can just do a very simple sit on the couch kind of recording too and no one's saying it has to be a production but i'm just saying that a lot of churches have just do your best yeah you know what i mean whatever your best is do that yeah. like you know i was talking to a pastor friend last night and he was saying we were talking about the same thing is like how this time has forced us as a church to move into the digital age whether we like it or not or whether we are resistant or not and mm-hmm. he was saying it's been incredible because obviously it's not attend- attendance but it's just expanding the reach because their sermons on sunday mornings they have around 200, 250 people in their church, which is a good-sized church. But their videos, their video from this Sunday has like 2,000 and some views. Mm. So there's, you know, I mean, I know the views on Facebook are skewed or whatever. So, but you can at least say, let's say 1,000 people realistically watched it, 1,200 people, whatever, half of those. Well, you, you've still expanded by, what is that, 400% or whatever. You know, your reach has expanded by that much because regularly you're just in the building. And I'm not saying we don't need to go back to church. We definitely need to go back to church. Yeah. But use these tools that are available to reach people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the church needs to get, I think a big part of it is that it's just being kind of out of touch with the time and not just out of touch, but resistant, resistant to, because it's intimidating, you know, mm-hmm. being resistant to, to understanding that there's a lot of moving parts and important. I, like, I, I want to believe that if I went to a church and I was like, just in any random church, um, I, I fully believe our supporting churches would do it, but we have a special group, mm-hmm. but, um. I fully believe that if we went to any, I went to any church and I was like, hey, I want to do video for this. I want to believe that they would be like, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, again, I guess I'm being overly positive today. But but 
I do know, unfortunately, I guess there are some that would be like, well, have you gone to seminary? Have you, yeah, video stuff. We need you to preach the gospel. Uh, There's probably a few, but I think the most part now would understand like, oh yeah, that's important thing. Oh, he's going to support, you know, he's going to do this and make, make videos or make video content for these missionaries or this ministry or this church or whatever, or he's going to go open a barbershop. But a part of it is you sharing the vision as well, like casting the vision or whatever. Yeah. You can't just say, I don't really know what I want to do. I just know that I want to go on missions. Yeah. Yeah. At least a whole nother story. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole nother story. So. But yeah, I think that's I know, it's a good conversation to have. But I, I, my hope is, and that's something that I've been passionate about for probably eight years or so, is just people with different talents and gifts and stuff, like serving in the mission field. And man, if you can preach, then by all means preach. If you're a church planner, by all means go over and plant churches. Yeah, that's not what I'm, you know, I'm not going against that by any means. But what I'm saying is like, man, there's so much value and really every, and people just doing whatever it is they do in excellence. You can reach people doing that and you can be, a vital part of a church, a local church team, you know, you can be a, a vital part of the community and really your voice can be heard and whatever message it, mes- message it is that you're preaching will be something to be listened to and respected, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. True or false? True, true. All right, good. So you good then, I guess, because everybody went silent? Yep. <laughs> I was listening. Oh, well, I wasn't talking anymore. I said, mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Rewind oh, okay. the tape. Yeah, well, I guess that's it for today then. See, we'll shut down here. Well, anyways, thank you for listening. We appreciate you all. Thank you for your love and your prayers. Um, we're praying for you guys. And um, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> there's just not much to say, you know. So let's, I guess hopefully we can take advantage of this quarantine and stuff like that um, and come out stronger as a church and missionaries and so on and so forth. Anyways, and. Till next time, uh, we love you, appreciate you, uh, provecho. <laughs>